0: Welcome to the Euro Trips NFL Special Podcast. This week, we've gone for a change-up and gone for a bonus episode where we tackle the most popular sport in America. Uh, just like any other NFL sideline, we have a bigger group than normal today. Uh, I am your host, Andy, a Dolphins fan Andy. I'm joined by one of our three regulars, Ryan, who is looking to get into the sport and find out more about it. As well as this, we've got three lads I've been fortunate enough to be on a podcast with, So two that I've been a podcast with. Uh, First of all, we have Patriots and offensive lineman fan, Fred. (laughs) And Rob, who is a fan of both the Atlanta Falcons and Eternal Pain. How are you, boys?
1: Very well. Yeah, I'm I'm good as well. Thank you, Andy. And thanks for reminding me of all the pain that I have to suffer. (laughs) Uh,
0: do I mention 23 without choking? I I don't know.
1: Uh, (laughs) Great, great game.
0: Wonderful game of football, that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, both, obviously both you boys were heavily involved in that game, weren't you?
2: Oh, that's the game that got me into the NFL, flying over to uh, to Vegas, and that was on, knew nothing about NFL at that point, and uh, me and brother tossed a coin, he got Falcons, I got Patriots, and the rest is history.
0: Well, that's a lovely segue into my next question. So, as I will do with anyone who joins this NFL pod, I'm keen to know how everyone got into the team they support. So, obviously, you boys have answered my question then. So, from what I'm guessing, you went on holiday to Vegas, and you both were watching that game and just chose the teams that were playing. Is that correct?
2: Not for Rob. For me, though, I was yeah, I was with my brother, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. To be honest with you, um, and yeah, obviously, a freak of the way through that game. I was like, what am I doing? Why I've ended up with the Patriots? I knew nothing about NFL at that point, and it just went absolutely crazy. And we caught the final bits of the game Obviously, I watched the whole game pretty much on the plane we caught the final bits in a casino in vegas and people were just crying their eyes out the lift what really got me into it was really bizarre was the emotion just absolute emotion of the falcons fans after the game and i thought wow this is something i want to watch something i want to be a part of um and it was just you know i've, I've watched many fa cup finals and am reading fans. So i've never had any interest in any of them but i've watched them and it's just the super bowl was just the emotion that stirs up in people, even if you weren't a Patriot sort of Falcons fan, it was just something else. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, that is I think that's me, that's the first ever one I watched the whole way through, Super Bowl wise. I think I watched bits of you know, the the Seahawks Bonkos one, bits of Ones in a Past but that is the first one I watched the whole way through and that is sort of similar to you, the game that got me from a casual fan, I'd say, to a to a diehard fan. And how about you, Rob? What made you um what made
1: you choose the Falcons? um pretty boring really i just i'd watched little bits of the nfl here and there when i put the sports channels on when there was nothing else to watch and then one sunday i just sort of decided that you know i was gonna sit down and try and watch a game properly so i put sky sports on and the falcons were on and i just watched it with just as a neutral really and then um the next time I actually managed to sit down and watch a game the falcons were playing again um and so because I watched them the first time I just found myself rooting for them and um so yeah that's sort of the way that the way that I went I just watched them on TV it was sort of coincidence they played the two games that I watched and I found myself rooting for them so I started reading more about the team and the players and um decided from that point I was Going to uh, follow them, bought Game Pass, and properly invested myself in the sport. And uh, yeah, watched practically every game since.
0: Right, so this um, NFL special is all about games to look forward to in the 2021 season. We are going to give you our top 10 games each um, to look forward to in the upcoming season, as well as some honourable mentions. We will give you our t- definitive number one games to look forward to in 2021 as well. So, first of all, I'll do guests first. So, I'll let you um, let you two go before me. So, we'll go for uh, Fred first. So, mm-hmm. Fred, what what have you got down as the as your number ten in the games to look forward to next season?
2: Yeah, number ten. I've gone for Jaguars uh, Bengals on September 30th. I think also uh, it's really exciting. To see what Burrow's like coming back from a quite a serious injury, um, yeah. sort of shape he'll be in, and obviously, I think everyone's really excited to, uh, well, to see what Trevor Lawrence turns out like. There's so so much hype. There's so much hype around a load of young quarterbacks this year, isn't there? But but Lawrence is meant to be the generational talent, and um, it could be a really exciting game, or it could be a struggling Burrow versus uh, Lawrence trying to find his feet. But yeah, tune in definitely.
0: Yeah, I think here obviously, Burrow we saw also last season how, how much potential he did show before he got injured. And I think the same will be on the case with Trevor Lawrence when he comes in. So I do think these are two really young, really good young quarterbacks that um, have a lot of sort of hype around them. I think going into that season. Mm. Um, before, before we forget, I should say Ryan obviously is a newbie, so he'll be asking any questions throughout the podcast that uh, maybe some of you listening who aren't into the sport do want to know. So. Rob, what have you got down as your number 10?
1: Um, Maybe, you know, this one might sound a bit strange, but the Giants and Cowboys, um, two rivals. The Giants have got Saquon Barker coming back Mm -hmm. um, and the Cowboys have got Dak Prescott coming back. So, um, you know, I could just see that rivalry and two key players coming back, one for each team that, in a division that was the worst division (laughs) by far last year. Um, And I think, you know, both of those two will be wanting to win that division. Um, Washington will be wanting to win it as well. So, yeah, I think that'll be a a good, interesting matchup.
0: Yeah, I think even if something like the NFC Least, I do think that um, every division game does matter. I do think these games always, no matter whether the team's 2-10, and against someone who's maybe 10 and 6, 11 and, 11 and 5. I do think that even those kind of games, they always have some sort of edge to it, especially these sort of long, long ongoing sort of rivalries over the years. Um, my number 10, all hangs in the balance of whether Aaron Rodgers is actually going to be playing for Green Bay, because if, if he plays, this game's a lot higher than 10th. I've got the Packers against the Chiefs because at the moment, I don't think he'll be playing for Green Bay next season. But if he was playing, this would be a number three without doubt. So I, at the moment, I can't put it any lower than any higher than 10th, purely for the fact that we don't know what the, the status of Aaron Rodgers is going to be. So I think if he doesn't play, then I think this game will be pretty much still a big game, because I think these are still two, t- still two of the best teams in the league. But I do think at the moment, you can't put this game any higher than 10th, purely for the fact that obviously Rodgers may not be playing in this game. And we may be seeing Jordan Lev, who from what I've heard, isn't exactly light in the world in um We've made practice so far this off season. So my number ten is the Packers Chiefs, but obviously if Rogers plays, this will shoot up the list. Um, so that's number, that's number ten concluded. Questions, uh, Brian Before we go on to number nine.
3: Um, not particularly. Um, I've got a few off the, like off the top yeah. of my head, but it's whether they're relevant or not to the to the topic you're talking about or not.
0: Okay. Well. Just at any, any point if you're if you if your questions do come up that like you think you might want to ask, then then yeah please do um let us know yeah, so next up is going to be Rob, what is your number
1: nine on your list? You might be pleased with this one andy I've actually gone for um Miami at the jags when it's in London just for the <laughs> you know <clears throat> it's a london yeah. um which is exciting for british fans and mm-hmm. um, but I think yeah, it's like the jaguars of Gone through um, a lot of changes this year. They've got a new head coach and um, mm-hmm. the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence, who everyone knew for months would go number one overall. Mm-hmm. Um, they got had another, um, they had like three picks in the first 34 or whatever it was 33, 34. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to look like a new team <clears throat> on the up. And then the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a up-and-coming team. They've made a lot of changes. They've signed some good free agents. They've got a good defense. Uh, the only question mark, I suppose, is over tour and you know whether he can do it. And now he's not got um, fit Magic to come in and, and save him in games. So you I know. think that'll be
2: that'll be a reinvigorated Finn side because Jacoby Brissett will come in by that point,
1: <laughs> uh, seen
2: to a flop. And um, I think you'll see Finns. Gets away of people's pregnancy.
1: Yeah, but uh, I knew they'd pack up for that one. Then, but, uh, yeah, I just think you know, yeah, it'll be a, an interesting game. Hopefully, an exciting one. I think, I think there's, I think there's more chance of, um, you know,
0: Michael Jackson come back from the dead than seeing um, Brissette doing well for us. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think, um, obviously, with, with with two, I think, that even though I'm not being tacky sold on him yet, mm. I do think. Maybe now he's not got someone breathing down his neck as much. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe that won't be quite as... Maybe that will mean he will improve. And obviously the hip injury, but we'll see. I think the jury's still out for me personally on him. Um, so, Fred, what is your number nine?
2: Yeah, this just breaks my heart a little bit, this one. But I sort of thought i better better put it in I'm trying to take my Patriots hat off but also leave it on and I've gone for Bucks at the Pats October 3rd obviously Brady coming back to Foxborough which I think is gonna be a disgusting experience as a Pats fan but um it is quite exciting I think obviously as a, as a neutral a little bit as a Pats fan but probably more if you're a Bucks fan and I think um uh, yeah I do think the Patriots are a bit better this year I do think we'll be a bit more Not that we weren't competitive last year but I do think we're a slightly better rounded side I do think Mm. The Bucks will destroy us, but uh you know, the whole idea of Brady coming back to Fox for I think is is
0: exciting for a neutral. Yeah, I'm very surprised you've got it this low down. I've got it a lot higher than 90. Well I
2: I think if uh, if I wasn't a Pats fan and I wasn't depressed at the idea of it, it probably would be a lot higher. But um <laughs> it's just such a I mean I'll just I'm writing it off already. Um I'll probably be asleep because it's the late game, isn't it? So um <laughs> that's probably the only shining light really there but yeah i can see why it would be a lot higher on a lot of people's lists
0: yeah um so my number nine is a, a division division rivalry i've gone for a, a number nine again the packers but this time when they travel to soldier field in week six i've gone for the packers against the bears in week six because i think first of all division rivalry i think that obviously this, this is one of the the all-time rivalries in the nfl i think this is one of the games that to, the, to, the, to me, my two favourite stadiums in the NFL, Soldier Field and Lambeau Field, two of the biggest teams, most longest NFL franchises we've got. Um, and also, I think that, um, obviously, we, this may be the game we may see Justin Fields play. We may, you know, it's maybe one of the first game, if not one of the first games that he actually starts for the Bears. And obviously, he's uh, one of the best QB prospects from this year's draft. But I think also, if Rodgers doesn't play in this game, I do think that... Um, this obviously will give a chance for the Bears to maybe win the division. And I do think this would then add an extra sort of extra dimension to this game, whereas if Rodgers was playing, then I don't think Bears would be anywhere near the Packers come the end of the season. So I do think for such a big game that it says in terms of the history, and I think also just for the fact that the whole QB situation, I think this is why number nine for me is the Packers against the Bears. So I will now go on to number eight, which is obviously it is my turn to go first. And I've gone for a game that um, is close to my own heart. And I think it's also good for the NFL as well. I think my number eight is the Mary Dolphins traveling to the Buffalo Bills in week eight on Halloween. Because first of all, it's a game that I'm looking forward to because this may be, if COVID allows it, the first Dolphins game I go to in real life. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a chance to go, go there in October to, to Buffalo. So fingers crossed for that reason, that's something I'm looking forward to. But also from a NFL point of view, I think obviously this, this is our chance, Dolphins' chance, to... Um, Finally, beat Josh Allen. We've uh, times only once, only won once against Josh Allen. I think that we, if you want to be winning AFC East, want, want to be challenging for the division, we have to start beating the Bills and start beating Josh Allen. And right now, this hasn't been happening. So I do think, um, obviously, we saw two have an absolute stinker on the last on the last day of last season against the Bills. So I do think that this is his chance to try and prove critics wrong by having a great game against a team like the Bills in our division. But I think also it's just a great, obviously. Again, a massive rivalry over the years. So I do think, um, if we can get a win in this game, I think it's absolutely massive for the division and the league in general. So my number eight is the Mamidol having the Buffalo Bills in week eight. Um, Fred, what is your number eight? I have
2: gone um, Jags v Jets, actually, week 16, because I think I can make a big argument for this being higher up the list as well. But I think realistically, you're probably going to have two fairly poor records but hopefully two improving sides as well um and you'd imagine you know again I'm actually a bit concerned about Zach Wilson I, I think at this uh, this level and this stage and um and everything he'll need to do to be a an NFL quarterback but you know hypothetically you're going to have a Lawrence versus Wilson one versus two in terms of draft picks and I think it's a really exciting game for both teams it's a game actually both teams would go and hope to win as well um which isn't isn't going to be too common, I don't think, next year for either of those two sides, but so uh, hopefully it'll make for a good spectacle.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, obviously the two best, two highest picks in this draft is always going to be an exciting game, and I do think, um, I think, I agree with you, I think Zach Wilson has got best potential. I do think he has got that potential to be, sort of, you know, that, that bust, but at the same time, I do think that he has got that upside that may make him a good player, but it's a jet so shouldn't really, Cut our hopes on it too much. The Jets doing successful with the quarterback. In their I
2: last guess game. the advantage Wilson may have over Darnold is, you know, he is very quick in in the pocket, and he's, you know, he's going to get going to face a lot of pressure if the Jets O line continues to be the Jets O line. I guess, uh, but Wilson might be slightly better to equip to deal with that particular pressure than Darnold But uh, mm-hmm. I think possibly, I mean, I looked at the reaction. I said this to Rob already, but yeah, I looked at the reaction of Wilson when he was picked number two for Jetson. Mm-hmm. You look at every other pick in that top 10, walking out confident, chest out, shoulders out. Um, Wilson looked like a scared little boy. It was, mm. and you think there's gonna be far bigger stages than a COVID deserted, uh, well, completely deserted, was it? Yeah, a COVID deserted room where all you got to do is hug a commissioner and collect a cap and a shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um That's the first oh, it's college football's a reasonably big stage, but you know, this is, a, this is a much more intensified stage, isn't it, really?
0: Yeah. I think the the New York the New York market as well is absolutely massive. That's like it's basically the London of the States, isn't it? New York. It's such a massive sort of shop. obviously he's from I think he's from Utah originally. So I think mm-hmm. to go from that to uh, to such a place like New York. I think is a massive jump, which not everyone adjusts to. I don't think really.
2: Because need good people around him, I think.
0: Oh yeah, but I think this year thankfully I've actually in the draft they actually went out and got alignment and like previous years. Mm. I think they've actually gone out and tried to sort of protect there take that guy, really, um, with obviously the uh, Vera Tucker pick as well
1: in
0: the mm-hmm. first round. Um, so, Rob, what is your number
1: eight pick? Um, mine is Jags at Jets. Same <laughs> as- oh, right, uh, wow, okay. The
0: On uh, first one.
1: Yeah, two the worst, well, the two worst teams last year. Top two quarterbacks selected in the draft. Two new head coaches. It'll probably end up being a terrible game. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one to uh, get excited about, right?
0: Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for the two quarterbacks, I don't think anyone would want to watch this game. But <laughs> I think, um, I think purely, yeah, I think for the fact those two, I think that makes it makes it a good game to watch, I suppose. And of course, you got obviously two new head coaches as well, Robert Salah, as well as Urban Meyer. I think you got yeah. two, you know, two newbies there. So it'd be interesting, definitely interesting for sure. Um, so now we're on to number seven in our list. Um, so Rob, we'll let you go first. What
1: is your seventh pick? Um, I've gone Chiefs at Ravens, um, Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. Um, usually a you know, pretty exciting, thrilling game uh, last season, I think it was something like 34-20 to the, uh, to the Chiefs, but it was an exciting an exciting game to watch. So um, you know the, again, the chiefs are going to want to avenge their Super Bowl loss last year. And the Ravens will be fancying their chances of uh, getting into the, the last stages of the playoffs, I'm sure. So I think it'll be an exciting game to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Fred, what is your number seven?
1: I've actually
2: gone for one of the UK games. I've gone, um, gone Falcons-Jets at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think, um, again, a, a big part of that is because of the fact it's in the UK and obviously the buzz you'll get with that. Um but again, it yeah, is some reasonably exciting times for the Falcons potentially. They've um, obviously sadly lost Dirk Grotter, much to the the sadness of every Falcons fan, I'm sure. Um, and they you know, but you know, there's no doubting the talent they've got there in terms of Ryan, in terms of Ridley. I'm really excited about Carl Pitts as well. I think he's got the potential to be a very, very good tight end. Um, and again, you know, Jets again could this, this finally be the fresh start for them that they've wanted for about the last. I guess, seven, eight years, maybe, uh, under Wilson. So, again, I, was, I, was, I mentioned the question marks over Wilson, but maybe a bit of positivity there as well. I think the Falcons are very beatable. Anyone who watched them last year, I think, would argue they're good at beating themselves as well. So, um, so it could make for a good game.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think, for me, I'll go to my number seven. And my number seven is going to be a week 14 clash. Um, Sally Danton here for this one. I've got the, B- the Bucks hosting the Bills. I think this could be um, a potential Super Bowl preview. I think, obviously, um, it's obviously firstly, it's Brady against Allen, uh, Josh Allen against Tom Brady. Um, I think if the Bills are to, make, are to make the big game, make the Super Bowl, I think there's a very good chance they'll be playing the Bucks in that game. So I do think this game could be sort of a Super Bowl preview. I do think that, obviously, you've got... obviously some great quarterbacks, you've got obviously got great wide receivers for, for both teams, of Stefan Diggs you've got obviously uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown so I do think you've also, obviously got some great players on display and you've got obviously uh, what could be a potential sort of preview of what's to come but um, for me, yeah, that's why I my number seven, I've got the Buffalo Bills against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers week 14 so now we head on to number six in the list, so we'll go to Fred first, um, who have you got as your number six?
2: Again, a little bit of a cop out, a little bit of, I guess, UK bias in this one, but I've gone Jags Finns. Um, again, I, I think that could be really exciting, depending on a couple of things. Obviously, the Trevor Lawrence factor, which obviously we've all, all touched on already, uh, from a Jags point of view, and obviously as an early look at him, I think the Finns should absolutely smash him. If we're being perfectly honest, but but a really, for, um, a really good chance for really good chance for to showcase his ability in front of. You know, you've got a massive Jags fan base in the UK. You've got massive um, Finns fan base in the UK, and this is probably the first time as a UK Finns fan, um, you've got this very good Finn side, haven't you, really? And it's a chance to um, mm-hmm. a chance to watch them really go out and uh, hand out a fashion. I guess. Really, potentially, yeah. um, and uh, you know, not too often. Um, really a friend's fans been able to say that over the last few years no. so, so um, yeah I, I, that is an exciting game but again there's probably a smidge of UK bias in there really
0: mm-hmm. no because this is, this is primarily a UK podcast so I think some people listen to this podcast maybe people in the UK I think this has to be one of the games we do look forward to the most because I mean it's not on my list to be fair but I do I do think that um yeah these games obviously the. The buzz around having the international series back as well I mean that's going to be huge when obviously you see people who obviously didn't, didn't get it last year because of COVID so I do think having that back in um having that back of course is going to be massive for UK fans I think the UK community is sort of part of the sort of the, the, the reason why the game is growing so big worldwide and I think the UK community is a massive part of the NFL as a, as a worldwide product so I do think having this back may allow for further games. This may allow obviously things like Germany to have games, places like Mexico to have games back again with all their sort of go for the COVID protocols, seeing if they work. So I do think these games are massive just for for everything really. So yeah, definitely that's a good shout from both of you there. Um, uh, Rob, who was your number six?
1: Um, There's a bit of Falcons bias coming in here. Here we go, here (laughs) we go. (laughs) It's uh, the Falcons and Saints. Two bitter rivals. um, We hate each other. Drew Brees is gone, thankfully. Um, And it's a new look at Atlanta Falcons with the new head coach, new coaching staff. um, The number four kicking the draft. Yeah, I mean, Julio going, but he missed half the season last year with injuries. True, true. Robin Ridley has proven he's more than capable of stepping up and being an elite wide receiver in this league. And if you throw Kyle Pitts in as well, Russell Gage stood up last year um, when Julio was out. and So, yeah, it's a game I'm looking forward to and um, hopefully last season was the Saints last year with their cap hell and losing Breeze and hopefully <laughs> fire up for them.
0: Uh, Who do you reckon will be callback? Do you reckon it'll be Jameis or do you reckon it'll be Taysom? Or both? Who do you reckon is going to be getting odd?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think after last... Yeah, who knows? Because Winston was there last year and you know barely got a look in, and it was Taysom Hill who yeah, who got it. And you know, he, he started he scored
2: his first touchdown, did it? Is it against the Falcons? He scored his first touchdown, yes, yeah, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, sorry,
1: yeah, in <laughs> touchdown in the NFL ever. And yeah, the
0: first,
1: <laughs> <in the first laughs> half of that game, he looked absolutely useless, and then the second half, we made him look like an uh, elite. About, um, I think that both of them will probably have some role to play, whether it's uh, Winston and then, you know, Hill coming in as, you know, in the backfield as well. And uh, it just gives them that other option.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think personally, I think Jameis should be starting. I think what we saw in their last game against the Buccaneers in the, in the divisional round, I think it was, where, um, But yeah, I think, obviously, we saw obviously Breeze's downfall, but I think, even though he, obviously, he is not interception king, I do think we did see at times in that game, especially the only touchdown of the game they scored, I do think Winston did show his potential that, obviously, he can be that guy, and, obviously, if he can just cut out those interceptions, I think he can be a good quarterback. I think it just, maybe Sean Payton's the guy to, sort of, calm him down and maybe make him learn. So, my number six is going to be the first ever game of the whole season next year. I've gone for the Thursday night football opener between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. I think for me, there's nothing better than the first weekend of the league, the, the very first game, the sort of kickoff. And I think that this is a great game to start the season. I think you've got obviously two teams with an amazing plethora of wide receivers. You look at obviously um, Amari Cooper, you look at T.D. Um, Lamb, then you look at obviously Godwin and, and Mike Evans and I do think that um, Obviously, with if Dak is back, I think it'll be interesting to see how he comes back after his massive injury, and obviously up against Brady to see whether they can repeat their success. And I think also it'll just be obviously like last year, like any season, having after many months of as, as we all know the many months of, um, of 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 no NFL. I think it's always good to have that first game back, and I think there's always something special about the opening week. So that's why I've got number six. I've gone for um, the Cowboys Buccaneers. So. Now we're on to the top five, the the big the big money games here. We're on to the the final stretch. Um, so my number five is a game that's all to be mentioned. I'm going for the Chiefs against the Ravens in week two. I think they won't be they won't be quite as much hype as we had last season with the Jackson and Mahomes factor. I think obviously, and this is the chance for Lamar Jackson to finally beat his self proclaimed Kryptonite. I think you got to look at obviously um, he. He's yet to beat the rave the Chiefs, he's yet to beat Mahomes, and I think this is his chance. The Ravens a chance not only to sort of get beat them, but also I think this is their chance to sort of show the league right. We are an AFC, we are a contender for the AFC. We are a team that is going to compete late in the postseason. So I do think that's why I've gone for that as my fifth. I think it is gonna be another Mahomes Lamar Jackson rivalry uh matchup, and I do think if Jackson can get a win, I think that's massive for the Ravens, even though it's so early on in the season. I do think if they can get a win early on against the Chiefs, I think that's a massive sort of, um, massive momentum, massive confidence for the rest of the season. Um, so, Fred, who was your number five?
2: My well, number five? Well, i actually gone Rams 49ers in week 10. I think it's it's a very exciting game for a lot of reasons really. Obviously, Matt Stafford going to the Rams, which, you know, um Rob and Dan are particularly high and I'm I'm not sold as sold on that. I think Stafford's a great quarterback, but to suddenly go from, you know, this Detroit Lions team which was so poor generally. He's played two playoff games only in his career, lost them both, um, to a you know, a team in theory where a lot of the pieces are in place. You know, lots of pressure on Stafford. Now he's expected to win games. Be interested to see what uh what Stafford we see. Uh and the 49ers well, who will be a quarterback by week ten, you know. Um we're told they're gonna to start with Jimmy G. But um, you know, obviously if that doesn't doesn't go as as they'd like it to, then yeah, I mean it's you know, quite uh they've got a good option, haven't they, there? Um back him up. So yeah, I think it's gonna be very interesting what state both sides will be in at that time. You you should expect it to be a very, very good game. Um, I think. So so yeah.
1: Who's your um, pick for number five? It's the same as Fred. Again, it's the Rams at 49ers. Um, so, yeah, we've gone for the, the same pick for the second time. Uh, two divisional rivals, new quarterback for the Rams and Stafford. I am, like Fred says, higher on that than he is. I think he's an upgrade on Goff. The Rams have got the best defence in the league. They've got plenty of weapons on offence, and I think Stafford – could push them you know, that little bit that they need to be serious contenders. The 49ers were in the Super Bowl the season before last. Um, They've had a season which was absolutely savage by injuries and and cost them a lot of games because they lost a lot of their stars. And I think this season, if they stay fit, they'll expect to be contenders as well, and so will the Rams and another divisional rival. Um, So I think it'll be a, a great game to watch. Absolutely. I, think, absolutely, I think these two are
0: probably my two favourites for that division I think it was the Seahawks just behind so I think that's definitely a game to look out for Do you guys um,
2: think, just quickly, do you guys think Trey Lance will be starting for the 49ers at that point?
0: It's hard to tell for me because I think, I mean I am definitely one of the defenders of Jimmy Garoppolo but I think obviously even two years ago when they reached the Super Bowl, they were having good records so I think it all depends how they do I think that obviously if they get Kittle back, Bosa back, uh, Fred Warner back to how he was before, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and then I'll see um, really most at people like that. I do think, um, if, they get, if they get that right, I do think that they could potentially get off to a good start, but it's just a health question of all their players they've got, and I do think that... Um, but I think if they start playing well, I don't think they're going to rush him. I think they're going to play Jimmy for as long as they can until they reach a point where they're like, right, this is enough, we're going to try Trey Lance, but I, I think they'll give it at least at least six, seven weeks, and then we'll sort. And then we'll, they'll probably have a look and re- and I don't know when their bye week is this year. But if their bye weeks before that game, I think they may use that game to sort that bye week to sort of assess things, like we did last year with you know with, with uh Fitz and Tua. Uh, what do you think, Rob?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, really, especially with them trading up to uh, to get him at number three overall. But you know that doesn't mean that they're not, still not going to start with Jimmy G. But they're obviously you know, high on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. everything that we're hearing coming out of the 49ers at the moment is is that Jimmy G is going to have the job to to start with. Um, yeah. I think he probably will start week one, um, but I think it's going to be close. I think, you know, they'll probably go into training camp and, you know, see how Lance has learnt the playbook, learns the schemes, how he performs, and really, at this level, it is... A competition and everyone's competing for a job and if he comes in and improves himself in training camp more than uh, Garoppolo does then why shouldn't he start week one but you know in reality Garoppolo is going to be more advanced, he's going to know the systems and the schemes better he's got more experience so I think Garoppolo probably does start the season and, and they, they see where they go from there
0: Yeah I think obviously it's, it's clear that obviously with him getting Lance that Garoppolo's time as a starting quarterback for the 49ers is 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 a, a certain going to be ending at some point. It's um sort of now the beginning of the end of his time there. Um I thought my initial thought was he was destined to go back to the Pats, but obviously now they've got Mac Jones that's out the window. Um who do you boys think he's likely to go to if he was to be traded before the deadline? Sure. I can't
2: see. Sorry, Rob, you go.
1: No, you go. I'm thinking, Fred. But, well, what I was going to say was, I mean, I don't see, you know, many, too many options out there anymore. I yeah. mean, there is the obvious one, I suppose. I know they traded for uh, Bridgewater, but with Bridgewater and Drew Locke, they've still not got a real answer back, I suppose. But there is a lot of talk of, you know, Rogers, And um, that's where Rodgers, if he yeah. gets... Um, I saw earlier that Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. (laughs) going there Um, so yeah I mean earlier in the season yeah I thought the Patriots as well uh, were reunited there I
0: think also you mentioned Deshaun Watson I think that if he is to go I think the Texans could be a great landing spot for Jimmy I think that um, that's someone who could potentially go for him I think that um, yeah maybe even someone like you know if Russell Wilson does leave the Seahawks, maybe they might go for someone like Jimmy G. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to know, really, at this stage, how the next few months will go in terms of who's free and things like that.
1: Yeah, I think if anything is going to happen outside of Denver, then it's going to have to start some sort of quarterback carousel mm, yeah. where a few start moving around. Um, yeah, yeah. The other teams outside Denver, if if they trade their quarterback, they'll be looking for somebody else at another team and that could start a few moves. we will have enough on it with a few other quarterbacks.
0: Definitely. Um Right. So we're now on to the final four. Um so Rob, it's your turn to go first for number four. Who is your pick at number four? Which game?
1: Uh Browns at the Ravens. Uh bitter AFC North Rivals. Two good teams and an absolute great game last year not the first time they played but the second time they played uh, the Ravens won it 47 42 um probably one of the best games in the regular season last year and um, obviously that doesn't mean that this year's is going to be quite the spectacle but you know on the basis of that game and um, that had to be in the top 10 to look forward to for me
0: yeah, that that's always a game. I and mean, that last season was the um, was it the, the the toilet toilet rush game, was it the um, toilet rush bowl? Yeah. Where the Mar Jackson found some sort of magical powers from the um, for, from the urinal in that game. <laughs> um, Fred, what is your number four four game?
2: Yes, probably a bit of a left-field choice, this one, but I've gone uh, Rams-Lions October 24th, and um, mm. obviously an emotional return for uh, yes. Stafford, or, or maybe not an emotional return, who knows, um, but uh, also Goff against his uh, his old old side as well, so I think Jared Goff will come out with a point to prove that there'll be a, probably a little bit of added pressure on Stafford that week as well, obviously they'd be expected to absolutely walk out the rounds and I think on any given day you put those two teams out in front of each other forgetting the names of the teams and those two sides with the players they've got and obviously that round side would win probably 90 times, 95 times out of 100 but pressure does funny things and um scenarios change the way games, games work out so I'm actually quite excited for that.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something I think, you know, obviously Stafford obviously was a fir- obviously first round pick in 2009 I think it was and I think Obviously it's interesting now because obviously you've got an awful quarterback in golf going to from most <laughs> weapons to zero weapons in Detroit. And obviously you've got, you know, a quarterback who's doing well for a bad team, now playing for a good team. I think we're probably gonna see, you know, I th- I think I think the Rams will win that quite easily, personally. Um but my fourth pick is similar to Rob. It is the Browns, but it's the Browns against the Chiefs in week one. Obviously it's the repeat of last year, it's the repeat of the obviously the divisional round, which obviously had the dramatic ending with, with the Chad Henney um Chad Henney played to Tyreek Hill and I do think that um obviously the Chief, the Browns came so close to make it to winning that game and I think they'll have they want a point to prove. I think they'll want to prove to everyone that they are once again contenders for the you know for the AFC and AFC North especially. So I do think that in this game I think obviously they're gonna to want to sort of get off to a good start and I think they'll want to sort of prove a bit like you know like the Ravens against the Chiefs and things like that. I do think this will be a game where they'll want to sort of prove prove that they are, you know, prove that they are the, the team that we, they were last season and they weren't just a one season wonder. Uh, I do think they'll ha- they'll have revenge on their minds from that season against the Chiefs to see if they can um get the upper hand. Um so now on to re- one we're, uh, now we're on to week re- three. Sorry game three, sorry, of, of our of our top tens. So it's back to me to go first on this one. Um, I've gone for 49ers against Rams however I've gone for the week 18 version of the season I think obviously this will be the last game of the season I think that um, based to what you guys were saying about the fact that it is obviously it's a massive divisional game and these two probably are the two favourites for the division um, and also I think this one as well I think obviously we saw a couple of years ago with the I think it was 49ers Seahawks how good that game was on the last day of the season going down to one of the final plays but I do think this game has the potential once again provided everyone's fit for the 49ers this has the potential to be once again a, um, a massive crucial game come the final date which could you know I could decide the division this game could be the one that decides who gets the division or who gets the first seed or second seed so I do think that's why I've got that at my third game I think that is why yeah, this game is a massive one to look forward to I think um, there's nothing worse on the last day of a season in any sport there's nothing riding on it so I do think this game at first, if it's something riding on this game, I think that's going to be a great, great watch for everyone involved who's watching it as a neutral or even for the fans of the teams. Um, so um, now we're on to now we're on to um, Fred. Now, Fred, who is your what's your number three game?
2: My number three game is going on the assumption that Rogers is not going to be in the Packers or starting Packers QB next year. I'm going to go January 2nd Vikings Packers because I think Rogers doesn't play. I mean, Rob had a chat about this last night. Um, Rodgers probably elevates what they've got realistically. Um, although I've got a counterpoint in a minute to that. And, and Vikings are probably one of the three sides, including the Packers, uh, who could win that uh, win that um, division potentially. So, um, yeah, I think it could be a very, very crucial game. You could have a lot of very average records between those uh, both the top three teams and that and, and the... <laughs> And uh, we, won't mention, uh, we won't mention the team who aren't the Vikings Bears or Packers there. Um but yeah, you know, it's gonna be between those teams if um if Rogers doesn't if Rodgers doesn't play this year and it could be very open and it could be a very, very important game. That said, look, you know, if the Package won't trade Rodgers and, and Rodgers is playing, I just hope they finally get him some support apart from his sort of all pro left tackle, all pro wide right receiver, top ten running back, twenty six and six coaching top scoring offence. You just you know hope they provide him some some help there apart from all those uh all those wonderful, <laughs> wonderful weapons I've just listed there. It's the strangest drop going. I don't get it. I don't get what he wants out of this. Um it, I, I think it's absolutely absolutely crazy what he's doing. Uh he's not gonna find anywhere better if he wants to go and win a Super Bowl. Um with the way the league is handling.
0: Yeah, and I think there's definitely something in this because I think that I think even though he's denied the whole Jordan everything, I think that does have a part to play in this, because I do think he has to be annoyed by that, the fact that he's only got one really, you know, top receiver. But I remember if anyone had listened to sort of Neil Reynolds' podcast, he's spoken in the past about how, I think, um, Rogers was meant to do some interview with, with Neil Reynolds years ago, this was, mm-hmm. and I think though something said that he actually, um, he, there's something Sonning said years ago that he sort of remembered, and he actually turned down the interview because of that reason. I do think that, he has unfortunately, even though he's probably my favourite non-Dolphins player of all time, he's up there definitely. I think that um he has got this sort of unfortunately, he's got this streak in him where he can be a bit, you know, a bit, a bit salty or a bit sort of a bit miserable, or a bit sort of he can't take things to heart. So I do think he has unfortunately got that, even though he's a very cool man, I do think he unfortunately has this streak in him where he has a tendency to to do things like this. Uh, what what do you think, Rob? Do you think he's right to leave Green Bay or do you think he he's um like Fred said, do you think he should be staying where he
1: is? You know, like Fred said, we had a chat about this uh, on our podcast last night and I find it strange as well. I'm not sure what he wants to get out of it. I'm, I know that the relationship seemed to have deteriorated when they did uh, move up in the draft and selected Jordan Love. Um and he seemed to think that they should have been putting their faith in him by providing him with more wide receivers or or whatever. Which I can understand because he's not got beyond Devontae Adams, there's not an awful lot there at wide receiver for him. Um and, you know, at tight end as well. Everybody expected Jay Sternberger to be the starting tight end for the Packers last season. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Tonyan uh took the job and had an absolute monster year. I think he ended up like the mm-hmm number three tight end in the league which nobody expected nobody expected him even to be the tight end number one on on that roster um so rogers doesn't have an awful lot to work with and he has that team but he still got them to the nfc championship game um and so they are one of you could argue the best the third or fourth best team in the nfc he is a competitor, Aaron Rodgers, and if he wants to win another Super Bowl, getting a trade to somewhere like Denver, he's not going to win a Super Bowl. With no, no. With, you know, he's not in his twenties. He's not got plenty of years left. He's thirty-eight, I think. So the clock is ticking, and I'm sure Denver. You know, they are building a, a good team, but they're a few years away yet. And mm. will Rodgers be there when Denver's time comes? And I think if he wants to win another ring, then. You know, getting a team to the championship game, Um you know seems like his, his best place to do that in Green Bay.
0: Yeah, and you obviously, you look at the teams that, teams that are better than the Packers. You think of obviously the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, and probably the Bills. And uh, I think all those teams they aren't they're, not, they're not giving up the homes. They aren't giving up Josh Allen. They aren't giving up Tom Brady. So the only team, there's no teams that are better than the Packers out there that he could actually go to. Um, unless someone was an it could be idiot in the back in the back in the room staff in um, one of these teams, so yeah, I think that he is right to stay where he is. But at the same time, if something's happened behind closed doors and he's really angry about it, then you can probably see why he would want to leave.
2: But he's thirty six years old. This I think this is the overriding thing. He's not twenty six. No, he can't. No. He can't wait four or five years. It's been alluded to. This is it for him. Really, you know, it's very unlikely. Just by the way the human body works is very unlikely he's going to be playing until, you know, the age of Tom Brady is, and, you know, if you say he gets to 40, Drew Brees at 42, did he? And you saw what Drew Brees was like at 42. So say he even gets to 42, it's highly, highly unlikely he's going to be producing what he can produce. Now, I think he either needs to think to himself, right, I want the Super Bowl, I want NFC, I want championships, and and stick it out and think, right, this is, this is rubbish, but I, you know, in terms of the personal relationship of, I'm coming towards the end of the career, I want to win, or just go off into the sunset and go and be 8-8 eight eight with the Broncos. You know, it's, it's pointless to me, but <laughs> those are his options, really.
1: I think I think what he was personally hoping for, probably hoping for, was that prior to the draft, he could have got um, a trade mm. to San Francisco. Um, yeah, yeah. He's from California, he's from the area, it's his hometown team. They are a team which did get to the Super Bowl two years <laughs> ago. They could have probably got to the Super Bowl this year if everyone had stayed healthy and, you know, things had gone their, their way. Obviously, you don't just get to the Super Bowl with your roster. Things have to go your way. But he probably felt if he could go there, move back home, move to the Sun in California with the roster the 49ers have got, that that would be a better chance. And maybe he thought, you know, if I kick up a fuss, I can get a trade there. It didn't work out. The drafts happened. And now he's just thought, well... I've Gone too far now, and I need to, you know, stick to my guns, sort of thing. Who knows? Yeah, oh, have <laughs> oh, they'll have him back. He
2: can stop another month and they'll have him back
1: in a heartbeat. But I think that also, you
0: look at obviously Super Bowl a couple of years ago, when obviously that uh overthrow pass from Garoppolo to was I think it was Emmanuel Sanders. I think if Rodgers was in that game, they'd probably be champ, they'd probably have won that game. If he was playing in that game, they would have probably beaten the Chiefs. I think it's just that. Maybe it's that realization that maybe he is. He would be. I think if he went there, he would have probably won a Super Bowl with them. I think that he probably would be the missing piece in that jigsaw in terms of that team. I think if he was there, could be this good, they probably would have beaten the Chiefs quite comfortably rather than losing by 10 points. Um, so now on to number three for Rob this time. So, what have you got down for your number
1: three? Um, I've got Bills at Books current champions obviously and one of the best teams in the AFC or the second best team in the AFC and some you know a team that I think could potentially get to the Super Bowl next year I think Josh Allen could have an MVP year mm-hmm. what he's done with Stefan Diggs last year was was great they're lacking a running game um, they've signed Matt Breida this year which I don't think is going to solve their Running back problems. I don't think that back. Trust is. me, he won't.
0: <laughs> I can speak from he last will. season. He will do nothing for that team. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you're adding him in there with Zach Moss and uh, Singletary, and you know, it's it's not a, a great starting point for them. But they have got a great roster. They've got a great team. Um, they got to the AFC Championship game last year, and they will be on the team looking saying, "This is our. We're in a window now where we can win a Super Bowl ring." And to you know, obviously, it's going to be an exciting game for for them to to play the current champions.
0: Just on the running back situation, I mean, you look at obviously Singletary's not done a lot last season. Zach Moss, the same thing, and obviously now I brought in Breeder. Um, people like Christian Wade. Do you think he deserves a chance? Cause, I mean, he obviously you know he's not got much tape to go on, but I think obviously you saw what he did for the Wasps in albeit a different sport. I do think he maybe myself it's better lucky not to at least been given a chance in that roster, final roster, despite no one really being amazing for the Bills last season in that running game. Do you think he's got a chance of ever making it for the Bills? Or do you think it's a lost cause?
1: We had a a look through this when, I forgot what episode it was on our pod, but we did um, go through their games and their run game. And Off the top of my head, without looking, I'm happy to be proven wrong, um, I don't think any of their running backs went over 100 yards in a game. And I'm sure that in quite a lot of them, they were rushing for under 50 yards a game. And Josh Allen was their top rusher in yeah. two or three games. And um, so, the, you know, when you're struggling to that extent in the running game, then, you know, what is the harm in giving somebody else some snaps to see whether, you know, I'm not talking about giving them all the snaps, but, you know, a handful of snaps a game to see whether they can offer something different. Definitely. I definitely think
0: he deserves. I think this probably is his last year, probably his last chance. And I do think that he is someone that has played, what's it, how many years he's played, but he's played for the Lions, he's played obviously many years of the pro athletes. So it's not like he's some random person who's won a Make a Wish Foundation competition. He has actually got years and years of actually playing, you know, playing, in a, um, playing for a um, professional sports team. So I do think he does deserve a chance personally, but um, I think we'll see on that one. Um, so now on to our, the final two. Um, so um, we'll go for our two before recapping everyone's top 10 so far. So Rob, what is your number two? Who's missed out on your number one spot?
1: Uh, Bills and Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. Two exciting teams, top two teams in the AFC. Um, for me, I think they are the best two teams in the NFL. Um, I thought that last year though, um I thought whoever won, um, the AFC would probably go on and win the Super Bowl. Um, and yeah, I just think, you know, the two exciting teams, and I think it'll be a, a great game.
0: And then, Fred, what is your number two? I've gone for Bill's
2: Finns in week two. I think there's a lot of pressure on Alan this year, who was fantastic last year, a lot of pressure on Stefan D. Skinner, fantastic. Um, two, the two of them have absolutely superb seasons, they're expected to go and do the same now, I think Adam was up around 70% or 70.9% 70.9% past completion rate last year, that's a phenomenal effort it's going to be phenomenal to match anywhere anywhere near that again um, Finns again supposedly if you listen to Dolphins Twitter and it's ran down my favourite a fair bit obviously as we've spoken about before, love the idea of tour they think tour mm. a full pre-season is going to be the bee's knees um so i think you've got two sides though great you've both created their own pressures a little bit by the recent success they've had um and it should be a really really good game
0: yeah definitely now hopefully i, I said it before in with my pick early on in the pod i do think that we yeah we, we do need to try and actually beat josh allen now and if you want to sort of be actually win win divisions in the future so that is huge. I think that one's in Miami as well. So I do think that's mm. going to be huge. And I hope, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get a win early on and sort of put down a marker on the division. Now, for the first time, I've got to say with someone else, I've also gone for Bills Chiefs as my number two game to look out for. I think that, um, I think this game's, absolutely, I think these are the two, definitely two of the best three or four, if not the best two teams in the NFL. And I do think, obviously, a bit like other games I've mentioned before, this is obviously the Bills chance to sort of get revenge on the Chiefs. And I do think, uh, if they want to sort of be winning AFC Championship games, want, want to be making Super Bowls I do think they have to be winning these games and beating the best <coughs> if, they, if they can beat the Chiefs they can beat pretty much most teams so I do think that, yeah, I think this game's absolutely massive uh, Allen against Mahomes, this could be, I think this could be a massive rivalry that, you know, look back over the years, I mean I was reading a book today on Manning against Brady, you look at Jim Kelly against Dan Marino and all these things in the past, I think this this these two teams have the potential to have a, a long-term a long-term rivalry, a long-term sort of battle between the two quarterbacks. So, so, yeah, I think Bill's Chiefs is our number two spot for me. So, before we go on to number one, we're going to look back at our our ten, our nine so far we've picked each, and we're going to try and do a vote on... Uh, try and do, we'll try and do a combined top ten between us. Um, so, for number ten, I went for Packers against Chiefs in week nine. Fred went for... Jacks against Bengals in, and also Rob went for the Giants against the Cowboys. Now, we've all got one for one each. Is anyone here willing to change their mind or willing to put one, solve a combined one or put a vote for something else?
2: Rob well, Rob's from Yorkshire, so he's stubborn. <laughs> and I'm pointlessly stubborn.
0: Right, um, <laughs> so you no, know I, I, I'll be, I'll be nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change mine. We're gonna have our number ten combined one as the Jags against the Bengals.
2: Oh, you're a good man, man. for
0: the Burrow against Lawrence Factor. Uh, number nine, we've got Packers against the Bears in Week Six. You've got Bucks against Pats in Week Four, which is Freds, and you've got Miami against the Jags in London from Rob. Now, um, as a host and a Dolphins fan, I'm gonna side as Rob, and I'm gonna have Miami against the Jags as number nine.
2: I was happy to move Packers Bears there. I was uh, was ready to jump. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: which game? The um, Packers Bears?
1: Yeah, I was ready to go for that, yeah.
0: Right, actually, if you're willing to do that, we'll we'll change that, actually. So we'll do Packers against Bears in week six, as on number nine. No, that's not fair. I'm not having that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a host, I have the deciding factor, and unfortunately, (laughs) that overrules everyone. Um, our number eight is already decided because I went for Dolphins Bills, but both Fred and Rob both went for Jags against the Jets in London. So that is our number eight. And number seven, we've got Bills against Bucks from me, Falcons against the Jets in London from Fred, and you've got Chiefs against Ravens from Rob. Now, who wants to change their mind on this one?
1: Not me.
2: Well, <laughs> I'll side with uh, with you, Andy, on. Uh... <laughs> on this one for reasons that will become six. clear later on
0: <laughs> oh okay um i think i know where this is going um number six we've got myself cowboys against buccaneers um from fred you've got jags against Finns in london and then you've got um falcons against the saints with rob obviously we've already had the jags Finns game already so it's between the cowboys and buccaneers and the falcons against the saints
2: i think Falcons saints would be a good one
0: Get, we'll do that one then. Yeah, that's cool with me. Um, so that's on number six, Falcons against the Saints. All right, Number five, we've got Chiefs Ravens from me. Rams 49ers week 10 from both Fred and Rob, which means that one is our number five pick. Um, and number four, I went for Browns against the Chiefs. Fred went for Rams against Lions. And then Rob went for Brown, uh, Browns against Ravens. Now, I'm willing to change mine to Fred's answer because I like the whole Stafford and Goff factor. So we're putting number four as Rams against Lions.
1: Oh, I was willing to change the Browns Chiefs there as well. Oh, okay. Um,
2: <laughs> he's saying that. He's stirring the pot. <laughs> stirring the pot. Plot <laughs> <Bottom laughs> twist.
0: Plot twist. Um, right. On that one, uh, you know what? I'm going to change mine because it was my pick to do Browns Chiefs. So we're going to do Browns Chiefs number four. Um, and then number three, we've got 49ers week, Rams week 18 for myself. Vikings Packers from Fred, and he got Bills against the Bucks from uh, Rob. Now, anyone want to change their mind?
2: I'm happy to be a bit flexible here because mine is very much dependent on Rogers not being yeah. Packers QB. I think Rogers Packers QB. This is not the third most exciting game of the yeah. season unless the Vikings do something fantastic or well, the Packers are awful. Um, so, sorry to talk me through the other two.
0: Well, actually just really we actually picked the Bills back in week in for pick this number seven. So we'll go for 49ers against the Rams in week 18 as our number three. And then number two, it's only been picked for us because two of us went for Bills against the Chiefs and Fred went for Bills against the Finns. So we are now on to the moment of truth. We are now on to our number one pick each, which we all think is the best game to look forward to in um in 2021. So me, I'm, I'll go for mine first because it was is my turn next, and I'm gonna go for a game that's been mentioned before. It's Bucks against, Bucks against Patriots. I think this game for me, I think this is one that everyone's looking forward to. When the, when when the fixtures were released, I think this is the one everyone thought, "Wow, Tom Brady back at the Patriots after 20 years at the franchise. Obviously, going to Tampa Bay, winning Super Bowl in his first year." I do think that um, this one has to be the number one choice for me. I then mean, you saw it even in the cost of tickets. You look, obviously, I think it was something when they released the tickets, I think it was the cheapest one you can get with like two grand or something crazy <laughs> like that. And I think they know, they know what they're doing, these ticket people. They know exactly what they're doing because that is a massive game. You look at Bill Belichick against Tom Brady. You look at, obviously, the pats on the team they were when Brady was there. But I think at the same time, you got to look at for for Brady going back to um back to the page I think this will be I think any NFL fan whether you're in the UK whether you're in Germany whether you're in the states whether you're in Spain Brazil anywhere in the world everyone will be watching this game everyone will be you know rearranging plans they'll be either recording it and watching it in the morning or taking the day off work on the monday for it I think everyone who's an NFL fan will, will want to watch this game and everyone will be eyes glued to the screen for the whole game so that's my number one pick um now, because Fred didn't pick this as number one from his pick earlier of this game, Fred, what is yours?
2: I am going to go Ravens-Chiefs week two. I think, obviously, it's very, very exciting. I think Chiefs, obviously, with me and Robert Lilley too on the podcast yesterday, uh, the O-line's been ripped apart, but obviously I'm very excited by Orlando uh, Brown Jr. slotting into that. I think the Ravens have got an awful lot to prove. They... You know, I think we all heard what Mar uh, Brown said after the um, after the playoff defeat, and the, the fact that they need a plan B. They need to be able to throw and catch a ball. They can't just rely on Lamar running riots and expect to win lots of games. Now, <clears throat> they've had a full preseason. They've had, they're going to well, they're going to have a full preseason. They're going to have a full camp and and all this sort of stuff. And if they are going to get to that next level, and you know, I guess be genuine Super Bowl contenders because they'll have a fantastic record. That They always do have a very good record, um, but they, they're going to have to sort of put up in these big games and there's a good opportunity here against uh, pretty much a brand new O-line um, against the Chiefs in week two and um, I think they're, they're not going to get many better opportunities to go and beat them.
0: Yeah, is it, absolutely. I think this is, as i said before, I think this is Jackson's chance to solve, show the world that he is going to be a the guy um and rob is yours the same as mine
1: no it is the fred do you know what it is guess your one yeah Uh, can you guess what mine is fred well
2: i don't know is it uh, i've got a cheeky guess but i I wouldn't i I don't think you've gone for it no i can't
1: go on it is the the jets at the falcons in london
0: Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, God. Of course it had to be. Um, you know, in my, that's my personal choice anyway. That's <laughs> from a, an NFL standpoint. That is my personal opinion, and I had to put it there. The Falcons were meant to be in London last year, COVID. Mm. You know, put an end to that. Um, you know, the fact that we are coming back this year. Um, we've got a new... As I've mentioned earlier, new head coach. We've had some roster changes. We've got Cal Pitts. They've got Zach Wilson. Um, I'm just hoping I can get tickets. Um, But for me, that is the top game I'm looking forward to this year. Um, Yeah. And who can argue with that, right? Yeah, definitely.
0: And I think that, I think, I mean, that, I will sure you're going to have that Bucks-Pats house. I thought we'd all have that one. I thought that'd be everyone's number one, to be honest. I was thinking everyone was going to go for Bucks-Pats, if I was honest. Um, but yeah, definitely if you get tickets for that game, and so do I, because I want to travel around America, but if I can't do that, then I'll definitely go going to that game, and I do think that, yeah, if if you if do go and I go, then we'll have to meet up for a pint outside Spurs Stadium before the game.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've got my hotel booked, so I'll be trying to get tickets. I am a bit... yeah uh, I don't know whether I'll get them, because, you know... Tottenham season ticket holders and NFL season ticket holders and I think the Wembley NFL season ticket holders all get priority and yeah. then it's going to be a mad mad uh, rush for the for the rest of them. Um, yeah, try my best. Um, I think they'll be pretty slim to get hold of, but I'm going to try. I've got a hotel, book like I say, and uh, just hoping and praying.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed for everyone listening who is going to try and go to the games. Fingers crossed. As many of you as possible can get can get to the game, so right, that's our number one. We all went for a different ones, which I wasn't expecting. So, is anyone here willing to change their mind? I mean, I'm definitely sticking with the Bucks Pats. I'm, I'm too excited about
1: mine. Well, I am willing to change um, because I accept that it's probably not the greatest game in the NFL calendar next year. <laughs> um, I was just being—I was sat in there with my. Uh, Falcons hat on. Um, uh, but the problem for me is I hate the books and I hate the pats. Um, and what was yours, Fred?
2: Ravens, Chiefs, week two. Yeah,
1: you see, I've, you know, I've gone Chiefs and Ravens as well. Um, oh, this is disappointing. This is disappointing. But, Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you know, I'm gonna side with Fred. Chiefs, Ravens. Oh. Good man.
0: What a whole other way to end the pod. What a whole other way to end this list. This is just.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't believe this game's not been chosen as number one. That's just. Right. So, so, number 10 is Jags Bengals. Number 9 is Packers Bears. Number 8 is Jags against Jets. Number 7 is Bills Bucks. Number 6 is Falcons Saints. Number 5 is Rams 49ers Week 10 version. Number 4 is Browns against the Chiefs. Number 3 is um, 49ers Rams in Week 18 version. And number two is the Bills against the Chiefs. And somehow, number one isn't Bucks against Pats. It's the Ravens against the Chiefs in week two. So, um, right. So, Ryan told me he's got some questions to ask. So, Ryan, he's been very um, sort of listening into all our um, talk about NFL, which obviously he's very new to. So, Ryan, any questions?
3: Um, I mean, just as a, as a neutral who doesn't really know a whole lot, I'd say first one off the top of my head is what is, you know, obviously how football has the big rivalries. Um, I don't really know in football which one you could call the biggest, but in terms of the NFL, does it have, you know, a massive rivalry that's, like, bigger than the rest, or are they all quite similar?
2: Well, I'm I'm a Pats fan, and everyone loves the Pats, so I wouldn't really know about any rivalries there, but you (laughs) guys might have a better idea.
0: Yeah, and I think, obviously, I think Obviously the difference between our vision of football and American football is obviously a lot most fan bases do sort of, you know, they do tailgate together before games, they'll sort of sit in the same stand. So that is different. So there's not for most teams there's not quite a big rivalry, but I think there are still massive ones. Like I think um obviously Packers Bears, um, Packers Vikings, Viking Bears, anything in anything north is a massive rivalry. And I think even like um, Steelers against Browns. I think you look at obviously uh, Paul Brown, who saw sort of the big UK Browns um, social, social media influencer, and I think that obviously when he was doing his vlogging in America, you saw um, people chucking stuff at at him, obviously from the Steelers fans. So I do think that there are certain teams. Obviously uh, everyone hates the Cowboys. Uh, they're tall, they're like they're like the Man you of the NFL. Like no one, not many seem to like the Cowboys, and I think. There are a few, but I wouldn't say it's quite as many as, as, as our version of football. I don't know what you think, Rob.
1: Um, yeah, I think one of the things about the NFL is there are plenty of rivalries out there, but they seem to chop and change as well. Like, if two teams you know, start being relatively good at the same time and they're in the same conference, so they're playing each other every year at least once, and then rivalries can start to start to develop sort of like you know the Steelers and Ravens is relatively new in rivalry terms Um then you've got divisional rivals like you know the Falcons and uh, the Saints they absolutely hate each other and um, you know there's other divisional rivalries everywhere but the other thing is like you know in this country rivals generally tend to be regional as well whereas in America and the divisional settlements just because you're in a division with somebody doesn't mean that you, you're close by. They can still be, you know, hundreds or thousands of miles away. So um, it's not like it's based on location either. It can be just them being in your division or rivalries can crop up, you know, after the team's playing each other a couple of years and all bad blood, you know, sort of comes into it. So, yeah, it is a it is a bit strange in that sense.
0: Yeah, I think as well, you look at obviously things like Colts against the Patriots. Obviously, when it was Manning against Brady, that was a massive rivalry. But I think obviously since both of obviously since Manning retired and obviously Brady has left, I don't think that's as big a rivalry as, as it once was. And I think even look at I mean, obviously I hate the Jets and the Patriots, but I don't really hate the Bills. But I think if I was a Dolphins fan in the eighties, I think it was obviously the Marino and Jim Kelly factor. Obviously those two were both going for the division every year. I think then you would I would hate the Bills. But I think it's about, I think it's about what the era is really and sort of which teams are good and which teams aren't at the time really.
3: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, in terms of other questions, I mean, I could go on all night really, but um, I sort of asked one more and that's just for me as a personal Arsenal fan, if there was one team in the NFL that was similar to Arsenal that I could support. Who do you think it would be?
0: Easy. Easy for me. The LA Chargers. Nice kits. So many disappointment. Thanks. That's my personal thing. I mean the Chargers are always known as having the best kits in the in the NFL, like Arsenal at the moment with their kits, and I do think um I do think as well that obviously it's um they've had years and years of disappointment. But I do think one team you might like Ryan is the Steelers. Because I know you're a big Batman fan, and I know they'll see they will filmed the Bane one with Tom Hardy in hmm. the Steelers stadium. And I think also um, obviously Roethlisberger, their quarterback, wears number seven, which obviously you have tattooed on your arm. So I do think that's a team you may want to look out for as well.
3: Steelers, what, what, which, um, thing are they, which state uh, are they from?
0: Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Okay. But I will say, I do think, I think if you're going to get into a team, I do think maybe either watch a whole season or watch a few games and try and Sort of watch every team play and sort of make a decision based on that because I think if you watch more and more games, you'll eventually sort of have a team you watch that you actually you know fall in love with rather than just liking it based on a certain player or liking it on a certain thing like that. But I do think that's an, an, another way you can go down is basically just watching a few games and sort of trying to find a team by watching Red Zone for example, where they show mm-hmm. all the games at once. I think maybe then if you want to get into a team that way or get into the sport, I think that maybe is the best way to go. Yeah. If you want.
2: I think an Arsenal-type team, possibly someone who flatters to the and and does a lot of, um, I guess, pretty stuff in comparison to a very good running game. And it all looks very flashy, and very exciting. Uh, but there's no real trophies at the end of the season. I guess you're going to go Baltimore Ravens. I think if you want someone who's like Arsenal, um, who you know probably underachieved for for what they what they have at their disposal,
3: essentially.
0: And one thing that Arsenal and the Cowboys, Cowboys, share in common, both have. Bloody annoying fan bases.
3: <laughs> Thanks for that.
2: <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, if you want an annoying fan base, Miami Dolphins fans. i was say, hey, I, I, oh. I, have,
3: I have heard they um, you know, some of them Andy are pretty level-headed
2: for a Dolphins fan.
0: I, like, yeah, I, like I, mean, I I do. think I'm one of the sort of the rare ones that I actually don't rate too. I think there's a lot of Dolphins fans. I mean, I'm in a lot of Dolphins group chats, and I do think that uh, people are bait. People, I know people are this on us. They're seeing him doing these workouts, but did we all see Cam Newton last year do these workouts and look how he performs? I don't think what he did in the gym equates to how they do on the, on the, on the field. I know you get stronger, mm. but I, I mean, I do get it. It's, it's, it's only been a handful of games, so I may, I hope I'm really proved wrong. I really hope I'm proved the most wrong I've ever been because I want him to succeed. He seems mm-hmm. like a really good guy, but I don't see it personally. But
2: You say that though, Andy. You say he's a really good guy, but there was a lot of complaints about his attitude last year too, uh, as well. You know, and that, yeah. All of a sudden, there's this, this big PR campaign oh he's a great guy look at our all this sort of stuff but you know his attitude must have changed because there was a lot of sort of bad noise about him and I think the difference the difference with Newton and I guess probably is slightly I, I understand the comparison but where it might be a tiny bit unfair is obviously Newton you know if, if you watched all or nothing he clearly is a guy who works extremely hard he's oh, clearly got real shoulder issues is isn't he and I think the thing guy. with him you know once you've got a recurrent issue and it is tendons and and things which aren't going to quite get better and do get worse with time but you can rehab them up to a point if you're not playing games I think the problem with Newton, he started okay last season, like the first mm-hmm. two or three weeks. But the problem is, it's the repetitive nature of NFL, which which hits Cam Newton hard, I think. Whereas Tua, he's only very young and he shouldn't, in theory, he shouldn't have that issue. Um, but, you know, all the sort of rumours and the stories about his attitude last year, that would be my concern mm-hmm. there, really. Right. Like, can you flip and become this wonderful, wonderful guy? Because if so, then bring back Dwayne Haskins.
0: Oh, God. Um I think also you look at obviously this talk obviously with all those anonymous players saying they weren't sure he was a guy and obviously him openly saying he wouldn't he hadn't properly read the playbook and obviously him saying he thought he was easy after three games. I <laughs> do think maybe there are some red flags in terms of that his attitude and stuff like that. But I do think person I think personally that if if he's still available, obviously if the legal stuff ends, go and get the sean Watson. We we got a good team right. we've got good we've got good receivers now, we've got a good defence we good got great special teams. I do think there's nothing we need to add really much to the team. Obviously, maybe, you know, we got, now we get get an extra pass rush and maybe get, you know, an extra linebacker. But I think overall, we aren't far away from being a Super Bowl team. And I do think Mm. that we we don't necessarily need draft picks that other teams do. So I think personally, and the same goes for Aaron Rodgers, if we can go and, you know, give them draft picks, the ones we got from the 49ers, I think if we can go out and get them, I think, we'd we be silly not to. Even though it may only last five years compared to ten years of Tua, I do think we'll be we'll have more chance of winning Super Bowls with the likes of Rodgers, with the likes of Deshaun Watson, maybe over Tua.
2: Well, I certainly agree. And that's what I didn't understand with Miami Dolphins fan base. You know, regardless of what I think of Tua, even if, you know, any one of those QBs, and Trevor Lawrence meant for this generational talent, but... You know, you slide him into a Miami Dolphins side. It's very unlikely he's going to take you to a potential Super Bowl winner. But Deshaun yeah. Watson, you know, forgetting the legal issues he has going on, you put Deshaun Watson in that Dolphins side. And all of a sudden, in theory, all the pieces there, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? And again, yeah, yeah. in this hypothetical, you know, you have the chance of Lawrence for 10, maybe 12, 15 years or whatever being fantastic. Or Deshaun Watson and the ability to maybe deliver you a Super Bowl in the next two years. You're a Dolphins fan who suffered for you know, a long time, realistically. Yeah. surely you want to snap your hand off at Watson, but this this sort of blind faith they have in Tua, who at best has done okay, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's being probably fair, um, but you know, you, I can't think of many quarterbacks that you'd want over to Sean Watson, particularly in the situation you guys are in.
0: Yeah, and I think also you look at the Sean Watson, how see he lost, who I think personally is the best wide receiver in the league, and John DeAndre Hopkins, and he had he actually had better statistical season without Hopkins. And with worse receivers, and in a four and twelve team, so I think that shows how good he is that you can play in a really bad team and still get those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, any other questions, Ryan?
3: Nothing that really springs to mind, mate. Um, like I say, I have I have plenty more, but they're more you know questions that would, would would take you know such long answers. Um, yeah. we're, we're already quite deep, so maybe that's one. Yeah, I'll save a few for the next one.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. um, Obviously, we've all got we got one plan after Euros for one of me and the boys from the Hairdry podcast I do. So, yeah, maybe you have got some chance to ask some more then. But um, that is almost the end of our podcast. But before we go, I'm going to let Fred and Rob just quickly
1: promote your podcast Third and Goal before we go.
2: Go for it, Rob. Go on.
1: Oh yeah, are you sure? You're too kind, Fred. You're better at doing like the intros and things than I am. But um, I'll let you I'll let you fill in if I miss anything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks Andy and thank firstly, thanks for having us both on here. Um, oh,
0: no
1: it's been great to to be on here and uh, come and come and chat to you about the NFL. Um, but yeah, Fred and myself, um we are in a podcast with a third member, Dan, who couldn't make it tonight. And our podcast is called Third and Goal. Uh, You can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is... I have no idea what it is. Um, It is at Third and Goal Show. That's 3RD and Goal Show. Um, And we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything like that. We aren't experts um, at all. We're just three random guys that like the NFL. And we just basically... Get together once a week, have a chat about the NFL, what's happening, um, record it, and put it out there for people to listen to.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been listening to your podcast ever since I discovered it uh, earlier this year. I think that it's been just really, it's really good watch. I think it's a really good listen, personally. And they've actually got a new one out yesterday um, called Julio Lands in Nashville, where I assume they talk about Julio Jones going to the Titans. So, yeah, be sure to check them out. And, yeah, they'll definitely be on these podcasts again in the future. So look forward to hearing more from them um, probably once the season begins. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rob and Fred. And thank you, Ryan, for being part of this inaugural NFL Special Trips podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time. And fins up. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Andy. Thank you. Cheers, Ryan. Thank Thank you. you.